So here we are on Maundy Thursday. I'll confess that when I was growing up in my rather enlightened Southern Baptist Church, we had Tenebrae and Maundy Thursday, and until I was about 13 years old, I thought it was Monday Thursday. And it's kind of fitting that we might call it Monday Thursday because it is the the first day of the Triduum, the three most important services of Holy Week, Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, and then the Vigil, of course. Last night, we had a service of shadows with Tenebrae. It was, it was lovely. It was very dark. We started at 7.30 because of the time change. We had to start a little later. Tenebrae is, is marked by lament and many lament psalms. It's very sad, I think. Um, Frankly, kind of a depressing service in its own way. So here we are on Monday, Thursday, when uh, we're given one last breath before Good Friday. We're given a night of yes when we are headed decisively towards a day full of no. And our gospel tonight has an interesting kind of binary to it, lots of yeses and nos in this story. Jesus gives his friends a big yes, and he also gives them many nos. So how proper it is that Jesus calls his friends little children. Because who else do we find ourselves saying yes and no to more often than little children? And our disciples are a bit like children, I think, especially Peter. I mean, Peter, you have to admit, is is kind of goofy and, and rather exuberant, I think. Earlier in the gospel, he says, in the gospel story, they, they go up on top of the mountain and Jesus meets there with the prophets and Peter says, let's build houses and stay here. And then later on, when they're out on the water, Jesus is walking on the water and Peter says, I'll walk on the water with you. And of course, he sinks and tonight, when Jesus washes Peter's feet, he says to him, well, let, let me wash you, Master. And then he asks Jesus to basically give him a bath. And then in another part of the Passion story later, he attacks one of Jesus' captors and cuts off his ear. There's a Baptist preacher I grew up with named Grady Nutt who said that uh, indeed, Peter was kind of goofy. He called him the Barney Fife of the disciples. And tonight when Jesus says, where I am going, you cannot go, I, I picture him looking right at Peter because Peter was probably the one that would be most likely to get up and literally follow Jesus anywhere because of that exuberance, that impulsivity. I picture him looking at him and going, Mm-mm, where I'm going and silently pointing to him, and maybe even saying originally, Peter, you especially, you cannot go. No, Peter cannot go to Golgotha with Jesus. I get the impression that he would have thought he could volunteer. Peter is enthusiastic. Jesus later tells him, uh, you are going to deny me. And Peter says, of course, no, I am not. Peter needs restraint. Peter needs, quite frequently, to be told no. After all, children do teach us how to say no. 
if we don't already know how. And they retrain us sometimes, too. They force us to change our lifestyles. They make us grow up. Many times, children, like Jesus, they give us much more than we give them. And like Jesus, they are often wasteful with their love. But anyone who has been with children for very long knows that eventually we have to tell them no. And that many times they tell us no, too. No can be a good answer to many questions. We say no to the extra dessert, no to another soda, no to another episode of The Simpsons at bedtime, no to a new pair of Dr. Martins when our teenage daughters want to go up to Abadabas and get a new one, no to ourselves when we want to stay up and watch the interminable last five minutes of a March Madness tournament game, no to the teenager who wants to spend the evening hanging out with an unknown boy. No can be a good word for our children and for we children of God. No can, in the end, be life-giving. But see, no is not no, really, when it is a good no. When no brings life, no is really yes, isn't it? Tomorrow on Good Friday, we will experience the ultimate no and the death and the God-forsakenness that Jesus experiences. Let's face it, for some of us, Good Friday awaits us on many days. During seasons of loss, times of dislocation, during unwanted transitions, random acts of evil that we, the people that we love, or people in the world are victim to, during sickness, and sometimes, of course, during death. Turn on the television or get on the Internet, and you see that in many parts of the world, Good Friday comes every day as innocent, well-meaning people face death and starvation and violence. But today, even facing his own Good Friday, Jesus reminds us that we are yet capable to be a people of yes. In the face of the coming horror of Good Friday, the mandate that Jesus gives us is the reality of God and the reality of the serving love that Jesus shows that embodies his very resurrection And that with this love, we can face down death. And he shows us how he destroyed death itself with love. I return again to children for some inspiration. Some last words before Good Friday begins. Some images of what yes can look like. I really enjoy listening to the This I Believe essays that get read on NPR. All kinds of folks describe their beliefs. They, they tell us their yeses. And not all of the people who come on there are necessarily religious or devout, but all of the ones that I've heard are honest and many times lovely. And I recently heard an especially 
lovely This I Believe essay from a little boy named Tarak. Tarak gives his beliefs. And what I found so wonderful about this is that this is a young man of about 10 or 11 who sees what goes on in the world and who has no doubt encountered directly or perhaps hopefully indirectly its ugliness and violence, yet he can still say yes. And I hope that these simple statements can rattle around in your head as you experience Good Friday tomorrow or Good Friday any day. They are good news for us. Tarak says, I believe life is good. I believe God is in everything. I believe we're all equal. I believe we can help people. I believe hate is a cause for love. I believe we should be generous. I believe brothers and sisters should be kind to each other. I believe kids should respect their parents. I believe God is in good and bad. I believe in magic. I believe people should not give up. I believe love is everywhere. I believe that God helps us to have a good time. I believe we live best in a community. I believe we can protect people in danger. I believe we should help the poor. I believe it's okay to die but not to kill. I believe war should not have started. I believe war should stop. I believe we can make peace. As we journey towards Good Friday tomorrow or through our own Good Fridays, remember that through Jesus Christ and through this mandate that He gives us tonight, that, that God has said yes, not only to us, but to all humanity. And that we are left now with the means for saying yes, not only to one another, but to the entire world. Through this mandate, this yes, Jesus has given us life on this Monday, Thursday. Amen.